KJSW 90.9 FM and CMRU Radio in Calgary. I would like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the traditional territories of the people of the Treaty 7 region in southern Alberta, which includes the Blackfoot Confederacy, Kainai, Siksika, and Bikani First Nations, the Sutina Nation, and the Stony Nakoda, including the Chiniki, Bearspaw, and Wesley First Nations. The city of Calgary is also home to Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. I'm your host, Grace Heavy Runner, Buxikyanaki, from Treaty Nation Music. Hello, my name is Hut Sidenigo. My wife is Pam Sidenigo, and I'm a teepee owner here at the Elbow River Camp, Calgary Stampede. Thank you for taking your time to chat, Hutch. What is some of the history that you know of the Sitting Eagle teepee? The Sitting Eagle teepee was introduced uh, in 1977. My parents were both part of different teepees. My mother was part of the One Gun Teepee and Ben Caffro. And when my mother and father met, uh, Ben Caffro helped my father get one of uh, Sidon Eagle's teepees and they helped my father get into the, at the time, which was called the Indian Village and helped him secure a spot and everything and helped him get all the stuff he needed. So that's, I guess, a brief history, and Sidon Eagle actually owns at least seven different teepee designs, and I believe there is three of them that are being, that were being used here at the Stampede. Mm. So how long uh, has this teepee design been around for, that the one that you used this year? And uh, it's been around since 1977. And so how often do you uh, put up your teepee throughout the years? Uh, there are several times I put up my teepee. 
Uh, mainly, I mainly put up my teepee for the sun dance, um, different ceremonies, the powwow, and uh, the Calgary Stampede. So all of July is my busy month where I go from Stampede and down to Sundance, and then if I'm not tired, then I'll put my teepee up at the at our powwow during our uh, our celebration. But mainly, it's mainly used for ceremonies. Okay. And so the Sundance is coming up, hey? Yes. Anybody from Siksika is welcome there? Oh, everyone's welcome. Oh. The uh, Sundance is for everyone. It's, it's not just for people who <clears throat> follow the culture or the traditions. It's not just for our people. It, it's for everyone who wants guidance, who wants hope, who wants to, uh, I guess, get help in some way. And that's what we're there for. We're there to help. We're there to support. Uh, and most importantly, to keep our ways going. And Sundance is the perfect way to teach our children, as, uh, along with uh, the help of the Calgary Stampede here. Wow. Do you know uh, whereabouts that's happening in Siksika for anybody listening that wants to go be able to... Part. It's just uh, south of Galician, uh, on the north side of the river, and I'd say f- 10 minutes north of Arrowwood, and it's just is before it the Bow River. Chicago? Yes, it's, it's around Little Chicago, which is a little community on a reserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Around, uh, I don't know if you know, the late Frenchie's place, hey? Yeah. Yeah.
this year you have won the best teepee of the 2019 Elbow River Camp. Yes. Uh, first place in uh, best teepee, meaning uh, we display all our stuff. And my wife is the one who, who does all that. She is the one who organizes. She is the one who makes sure that everything is in place. So really the, the title belongs to my wife and all the helpers. Whereas me, I just sit back and, and help out where I can. And we have uh, not only just our immediate family, but our extended family and friends who come out and bring out all their stuff. So it's not just uh, my wife and I. It's my whole family that come out and help. What are the components of having a great teepee? Components? Yeah, what are some of like the components, the main things that you need in order to have a great teepee? Uh, the first thing is respect. You can have a lot of respect. And amongst the Blackfoot, we don't have a word for love. There's a new word nowadays for love. It's a new word. When we try to explain love in our in our language, the way we can explain it is through respect. Okay, the respect I have for my life, the uh, ultimate respect that goes down through the teepee. And if we have that in the teepee, everything's going to go fine. And then uh, understanding that you know being kind and respectful—that's really important to be kind. Yeah, I, I noticed that when you you guys when I slept in your teepee, actually, you guys were really. You know, all hanging out together, respectful of each other, really, really nice and just happy to be around. And I was going through a little bit of a, you know, introspective time that night. So I really, I really appreciate you, you know, opening your your hearts to allow me to be a part of that. That's really important to me. You're very welcome. Hmm. And I fell asleep to you uh, saying you're Blackfoot. Uh, it's like a lullaby almost. <laughs> oh, the prayer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I really, I, I don't know what you were saying. I don't know how to speak it, but uh, whatever it was, it lulled me to sleep. So um, can you um, talk about some of the universal patterns you have displayed on your teepee? The Blackfoot teepee, the one thing that makes it a Blackfoot teepee is the, is the symbol that's at the back of the teepee, which represents a butterfly. And then you have the Big Dipper and the cluster of stars up top on the ears. And that's what makes a Blackfoot teepee. Mm. Uh, every Blackfoot teepee has those symbols on, on the teepee, so that every person who travels around... North America, if you see a teepee, they're going to understand, oh, that's a Blackfoot teepee. And the Blackfoots are one of the only people that have specific designs like that. So a lot of the teepees and the designs are given through ceremony. So you have the sky, the dream, and then you have the land. And what about the colors? The colors? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the colors really represent uh, what was seen in the dream. Okay. Um, and every different design and every teepee has a special significance to the teepee owner, and those are only shared. That information, that sacred information, is not shared with the public and is not shared with other people. It's only from the teepee owner to the other teepee owner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and so for those that 
that are interested in why, why they can't understand that meaning. Why is that? It's sacred. Hmm. Sacred. And uh, what we respect is that sacredness. That sacredness of what uh, a design is, the sacredness of a name, the sacredness of uh, our ceremonies. All these things, they have that special meaning behind it. And those kind of things are only uh, meant for ceremony and they're only meant for the people who go through those ceremonies. Uh, a lot of people don't understand and they get quite upset, well, why can't we know these things? Why can't we learn these things? Well, if you want to learn them, then you put yourself in there. I want to learn. I want to, okay, if I want to learn about a sweat lodge, am I going to read it in a book? No, I'm going to go to a sweat lodge. <laughs> If uh, I want to learn about a name, I'm going to get a name. Uh, and if I want to learn about a teepee design, I'm going to go get a teepee design, and I'm going to learn in the ceremony. So that, and that's how it works. But in the end, what it comes down to is protocol. Protocol amongst the Blackfoots is really, really important. Uh, those kind of things can never be broken. Once you break protocol, then things fall apart. Then you have to start from the very beginning again. So anybody can uh, then make a teepee design? You can, you can just... Not just anybody. Okay. See, when it comes to protocol, there's certain people that will approve whether or not it's a teepee design. Someone can't just make up a teepee and say, okay, I'm going to make this design. Oh. No, it, it either has to be seen in a, a, a vision a dream or you actually have to see it in, in real life and I, and I know that for some people that, that's hard to understand but certain individuals he would bring it to them and then they'll decide whether or not it's legit if it's legit then they'll say okay then once it's approved then there's another protocol where you have to go to the family the family then has to approve the oldest the oldest of the family yeah. has to approve it. Usually it's the yeah. oldest male or the oldest one who's involved in ceremony. Okay. But nowadays a lot of our ceremonialists are, they've passed on and a lot of people don't know these protocols so they'll go to the oldest in the family.
So how did the camp, uh, how did you like the camp this year? Uh, this year I really enjoyed the camp. It, it seems like it gets better and better each year because of the, the help and I, I guess the, in general the people. Um, when, the, when people come to an understanding where they have to work together, that's really important. Then things flow nice. <clears throat> and everyone has to respect who the leader is and ha has to have that understanding, okay, they have the last say, let's listen to what they say. If you have other people saying, okay, we got to do this, we got to do this, we got to do this, you have too many chiefs, too many leaders, and it's not good to have too many leaders. You have one leader and everyone else just listens, and the leader listens to all that are involved and then we'll make a decision based on what the people say. Mm -hmm. So that goes with our TP. Okay? In the end, my wife and I will decide. Now in the camp, we have different leaders. Mm -hmm. But uh, as long as we have that respect and understanding, okay, yeah, we come from different tribes, but we have to have that respect and understanding, okay? We got a purpose here. What's our purpose? Our pur purpose is to share who we are and for other people around the world to know who we are and to respect that we were here first and to respect that we are real. You don't have to go to a museum to see us. We're here. We're a living culture. We, we haven't died. Our language isn't gone just been put away for a while. Our culture isn't gone, it's been put away. Our children want to learn. How, however, in the past, yeah, it's been, it's been tough. Our people have been through so much trauma, residential school, the loss of our languages, the loss of our, our children, the loss of our ceremonies our homes, our land, our livelihood. Uh, so much was taken from us. But we have to learn how to take a positive out of a negative. You know, we have the opportunity to grow and to teach our children. We have the opportunity to show these children and not to use what happened to us in the past as a crutch. Oh, I'm this way because this is what happened. No. You use that to be a better person. In the past, when we went through residential school, it was an awful time, yes. We use that to get stronger. We use that to get better. We don't say, okay, I'm like this because of that. No, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna be a better person for my children so that I can be a better leader for them so that they know how to live in this day and age and they know how to grow in a fast-growing global culture. And I don't want our children to be wrapped up in that. So they have to learn. In the end, you're always going to come back to your ways. You're always going to want to learn. So the camp here is really important. It gives them a little taste of that. And for me, I love coming to the stampede. Don't get me wrong, but what I love more is once I'm done here, I get to go to my Sundance. And the kids here, when, when they're enjoying their life here at Stampede, oh, they know they're gonna go to something, a, a real camp. They're gonna say, well, I was at the Stampede. Now I wanna really learn.
So Stampede is just a stepping stone for some of our children. Then in the end, they get to go to Sundance where they see what a real camp is like. And it's exciting for them. So in the end, camp life here, it's interesting. Because the kids, the people get a, a, a taste of what, uh, I guess, life used to be. I feel that way too. I, I felt like being at this camp, I got a taste of what it was like to be like back, way back in those days. Like blood memory kicked in, I yeah. felt. And I'm so excited to go. To, I'm going to check out the Sundance. I'm really looking forward to it and not, not having to you know hear all the crazy distractions of the city. Instead, I'll be hearing uh, the river and the rustling of prairie. Yeah. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> Um, okay, so um, do you have any suggestions for next year, and do you have any praise about the Elbow River Camp? Oh, you already said your praise, I think. Yeah. Any suggestions? Any suggestions? Well, those kind of suggestions, well, uh, we usually we talk amongst, I guess, the Blackfoots. We have our own little meeting. We talk about those kind of things, oh. and we kind of, we, we don't like to... I guess discuss those in public yet. Okay, that makes we, sense. We, we like to sit down, okay, what worked and what didn't. Because mm-hmm. you know, in the end, we're here to put on the show. We're here to share. So we have a responsibility and we're here to work. Mm-hmm. Because, well, we want people to learn about us, but we're, we were asked here to do a job. And we have to do that job the best way we can. But in doing that, we all have to work together. So I think if I were to give one suggestion is let's just work together. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, So you guys have these meetings just in the middle of the... throughout the year? Yeah, throughout the year. Okay, you guys come together here at the Grass Lodge? Sometimes we do that or the uh, committee will come down to the reserve and they'll meet with us and hear our suggestions and things that they thought needed to be changed. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Can you recall uh, one standout moment uh, or story from this year? One standout moment? Oh, there's there's too many to even think of. (laughs) Just anyone that comes to mind at this moment. It doesn't have to be your favorite, it doesn't have to be... It's whatever one comes up. Just the feeling of when when we're going to go to sleep. I always love that feeling because that time you're, you're getting ready f- to sleep. But it feels like there's more. But that's when the stories come out. That, that's when I feel like we start talking and sharing. And those kind of things, I think, for me, are the best because at night, that's when... A lot of our teachings come up, and it just feels natural. So, nighttime, uh, I guess, is the favorite time. Yeah. Oh, I love it! Thank you so much, Hutch, yes. for uh, having an interview with me, and uh, I, I, I'll see you at the Sundance.
Treaty Nation music is produced by Grace Heavyrunner with Hannah Manyguns and Spencer Burgess. 